Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Goblin Beat, a Goblin's Gaming Podcast. No, you're not hearing things. It's me again, and Matt. I have, <clears throat> I have infiltrated the Bannerman Hall group. Don't tell them. So uh, I'll uh, be joining these guys. Uh, I'm going to be playing a new character to the campaign. His name is Balmir Strong Branch. I, I don't uh, want to interrupt you, but did you say a new character or a noob character? Both. It's a noob. <laughs> it, it's, he's a new noob nude character because <laughs> he's zero level. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't. I think I think I, I misrepresented this. You don't have to be nude to be level <laughs> zero, also, especially in person. So, I mean, at least the answering the question of, of just how many beards do dwarves have? <laughs> Oh, are we going to see our first Battle Rager uh, character? <laughs> yeah. awesome. with, your, with your spiky hugs? <laughs> so, Having a Battle Ranger. Ranger. Anyway. Um, Battle Ranger. Balmir Strong Branch. Um, uh, he's going to be joining the crew tonight. Um, he is a, a aspiring uh, druid, but not yet anything. Um, he is a mountain dwarf. Um, he is a, a, a bit taller for dwarven size. He's four eleven. Uh, yeah, got some human and, blood in there somewhere, maybe. Yeah. Well, mountain dwarves uh, do have a tendency to be taller than their their hill their hill cousins. Their hillbilly um, cousins. Yeah, um, and I also took a. a I can't remember what it was. Oh, no, never mind. Anyway, um, I am an artisan. Uh, I am a, a little bit of an odd artisan for his dwarves. I'm an illuminator. I illuminate scripts, which the dwarves around me found odd at first, but they came to find the value of my work. So I but you were going to say you were a soap maker. Yeah. No. Also <laughs> odd for dwarves. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have starved to death. Um, so anyway. Yeah, we'll we'll be uh, figuring out how to get me into the the campaign. Now, I do remember uh, just because of how unique it was that Ben is playing the Rabbit Man. Yes, Mortimer Rabbit Quick Man, Play. who is going to be a monk, right? Which is and things then, with uh, fluffy claws. James Bondish is not here. That's PJ. And then uh, Corso Voss, I believe that is, what is that? That that was Jesse, wasn't it? That's me. That's John. John. Okay, I didn't come here if it's you or Jesse. Okay. Yeah. You're the the aspiring knight. That's correct. Got my fancy horse and everything. Your fancy horse? Yeah, his name's Bartlett. Damn. Doesn't sound very fancy. Um, Brandon, you, were you Quint? Are you Quentin? I am. Okay. I am the um, lovable, uh, absent-minded um, wizard wannabe. And so Jesse must be the uh, Lando. You should yeah. have said wannabe lovable, Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so working two on people, it. two people who aren't joining us tonight. Lamely named their characters after pop culture icons. So, eh. you know, whatever. Losers. They're also, 
They're also halflings. Yeah, maybe maybe that maybe they're actually playing tonight. We just overlooked them. That <laughs> can happen. Oops, what All right, I'm going to give you from my phone. I'm going to give you an extra inspiration token for the game there. Good job. Or so. And maybe Danny I can not die with my massive four hit points. Yeah, and Danny, who's making it rain over here, is going to be running things. Maybe. Maybe trying to kill us, maybe not. He didn't really try to kill us last time when I was playing James Bondage. <laughs> I still have access. I still have access to. Still have access to edit his character. I should, I'm thinking probably. I, I'm going to change his name to James Bond. James Bondage. That's fine. Change him to a drow elf too. <laughs> See if he notices next time. He logs in. There we go. Save changes. Boom. All right. If he decides anyway. to log in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that, well, last we left off, we had been uh, ambushed by some dwarves who were not stealing books. Um, they were stealing old food. And then we uh, we calmed things down mm-hmm. and uh, were able to uh, resolve the situation without anybody dying. Um, although the rabbit went to take a nap in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> Mortimer was hurting. He's like, I'm done, done. I need to go drink some carrot juice and pass out now. So that's that's uh, pretty much what he did. That's right. That's what an arrow in the chest will do to you. And we're uh, we're traveling to try to reclaim. Or, well, this this group is traveling to try to reclaim uh, a recently freed up area. Uh, being accompanied by, uh, was it the followers of the light? Is that what they call themselves? It's close. What are they, the what are they called? Bringers. Hmm? The light bringers and about 75 townsfolk are with us okay. as well. That's right. The light bringers. Gotcha. Um, yep. So, so the ambush. Uh, quote unquote. Anybody, anybody have any questions or or anything they want to talk about their characters before we get back into it? No. Not yet. no. All right. So that next morning, um, uh, those of you 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 old old time Holbeck Hill folks, you know that uh, you know Siofra kind of comes in and talks to you every once in a while. She's the druidess, you know, that used to be at the town, and she comes and checks on all of you from time to time. While you were in Asgarth, she did anyway. Uh, so she's been sort of shadowing the the march southward back to Holbeck Hill. She comes and uh, and takes your your halfling friend James and uh, speaks with him, and he tells you he has to leave, and he'll be back hopefully in a few days. Um, and then she also comes up to. Uh, uh, Matt, unless you have any other ideas about how your character is gonna is gonna join the group, if you have any ideas, you can go ahead and do it. Otherwise, I, I had just like a simple. That's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Feel free to change it or modify it a little bit. Okay. She comes up to you to you, Corso, and says, "I understand you met with some of our uh, old dwarven neighbors last night." Uh, yes, they uh, they were in a tough spot and uh, tried to. Uh, help themselves to some of our supplies. We stopped them, but once we found out that 
they weren't trying to steal. They were just trying to survive. We, uh, we let them go peacefully. We helped them how we could, however we could. No, that's, that's much appreciated. So Siofra, you know, she's a, a fairly short lady of indeterminate age. You think she's, I mean, she's a human, of course, though. But she's, you know, she's fairly smallish for a human. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but as far as you know, like, and as far as your, like, your, either your grandfather told you, she's kind of been around forever in Holbeck Hill. Uh, okay. But she said, and she, she pats you on the shoulder and says, well, you know, I, I really appreciate you helping, helping out. Um, I ha- uh, one of their cousins uh, has been uh, traveling with me for a while. He was hurt, and I t- sort of took him under my wing. I was wondering if maybe you could kind of keep an eye on him and help him, help him along for a while, uh, while I while I attend to some other matters. Well, I'm sure um, we can introduce him to the Ashgrip family. Yeah, if you want to say he's like a cousin, a cousin of theirs or something. Um, but he's he's uh, a smart fellow, and I think I think he might uh, be useful uh, with with you and Quentin as well. Um, he shows an aptitude for the for the druidic arts, which which might be helpful to your group with some of the shenanigans you get into. Shenanigans, uh, heroism—that's what we call it, right? It's mostly me trying to get Quentin out of trouble again. I don't um, know about that. He doesn't. He doesn't get into trouble as as much as he stands still long enough for trouble to find him. That's that's the way I see it. Well, hopefully this guy's more helpful than uh, than your buddy Mortimer that's joined us. You know, when we were fighting last night, he just decided to go take a nap during the middle of it. Try getting Mortimer. shot in the chest. Mortimer is more <laughs> of more still of, just hanging out. It's more of just a personal favor to me that someone else is dealing with him for a while. <laughs> he definitely Under- does. He definitely doesn't jump directly into trouble normally. Understood. All right. Uh, so if you're okay with that, I'm going to go grab him real quick. Sure. All right. So while while she's doing that, what are the what are the rest of you guys doing as you're uh, packing your stuff up and preparing to travel again for the day? Mortimer, you have your hit points back, so you got your long rest in. That's nice. Quinn's uh, trouble checking his books, make sure nothing was stolen. Still doesn't want to believe it, but right. <clears throat> Some of the books yeah. did shift in the wagon, so you, so it's hard to, hard to tell because the way you had you had them lined up was easy to count, and now it's kind of askew. <laughs> it's, it's really just driving you crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just make sure that Estovian is uh, watching out after Grandpa and Mom in their wagon, and uh, talking with Nodgar about uh, my, my uh, saddle the new saddle that we had bought for Bartlett. Um, Quentin, here's my, I have a quick question, Danny. Mm-hmm. As far as zero level is concerned, I know in like previous editions of D&D, like you would have zero level and you could literally learn just about anything from like another class if you do it well before you actually gain your first level and whatever it is that you're uh, striving to become. Right. Can you learn other skills from other people or is it only by the direction that you're pushing toward? Yeah, so what I'm doing, um, we were kind of talking about this before before you hopped on earlier. What we're going to do is one of the advances is going to is going to be uh, a feat, you know, that mm-hmm. you're going to get, and you're, I'm also going to let you take either a skill or a prof- tool or a tool or whatever proficiency. I think they're all just called tool proficiencies. Okay. Position. 
Um, so you can pick something that you want him to learn as far as that kind of thing goes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he can be working on that and, and then gain it when that, when that advance comes up. Okay. It was, I was curious if he can learn something from the Druidus, but. Um, uh, spell wise, probably not. Yeah. Probably not going to do that. Um, unless he tried to get another uh, wand out of her. <laughs> um, so uh, she she said something about that to Corsa. She said she'd send uh, her friend with a with a holly wand. Okay. So, um, we, like, so, we like those. I'm about out of uh, sting wand charges. So so uh, you spent the last uh, how long, Matt, with uh, with the other dwarves? up there that that were involved last night. Well, I mean, after we left the city... With the strong shields. Yeah, I've been with them the whole time. Um, Well, well, um, yeah. Other than than here and there when you've been helping Seofra do stuff, I guess? Yeah, yeah, I've been kind of uh, acting as a liaison between the displaced dwarves and and her because she is a, a local kind of a local power who's a little a little more neutral than uh some of these other groups. Right. And that the dwarves trust her because she is a dwarf. She's a little tall for a dwarf, but she's a dwarf and a druidess, so they're okay with you working with her. Um and uh she's well trusted. She's been around helping the strong shields forever. You know, everybody kinda knows her. Um yeah, the, I was uh, injured injured um, on one of my last missions with um, the Strong Shields, trying to get some food. Got a you know arrow in the calf, so she was helping me recover. Got you. Okay, so she comes back to you and says, "All right, I talked to uh, Corso Vass. His his family are the local squires there in Holbeck Hill, where they're going back. Um, it's an ancestral title." Um, although I'm not sure how much it's going to hold up now that the Midlands are, are, are no longer reopened because it was granted because they were in, uh, in exile, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any, but anyway, um, he said uh, that they would help you out if you just kind of stick with them, help them with anything they need, uh, learn everything you can about what's going on with the knights there, and try to help the citizens kind of resettle as best you can. I'll come and check on you when I'm able. What about the Lightbringers? Uh, try to stay out of their way as much as possible. There, that's my best advice. Um, yeah, definitely. You're, you're tall for a dwarf. Maybe, maybe uh, just keep your cloak up and pretend to be a, a short human when they're around. I can do that. Uh, she hands you a, a wand, uh, which she's kind of previously shown you how to use. It is uh, this uh, holly wand. I will, I'll click the show to players thing so you can see it again. Yeah. It basically makes good berries uh, as a right. bonus action. Uh, she tells you to use that to help them as best you can. Um, do you have any other items on your character already? Uh, no, not other than my my maker's mark, which is not whiskey. It is my uh, <laughs> my my illuminator's mark. All right, that I use in books. Well, so no, I did not equip myself. All right, she uh, she gives you a set of leather armor that she made herself. And a uh, a quarter staff. How about that? Or or you can have a yeah. I guess a quarter staff would be best if you want to be a druid. As yeah. well as a wand. How about a holly staff? 
<laughs> I think it's just called a switch. You can uh, you can attach the holly wand to the end of the staff if you want to. Although I'm not proficient in um, <clears throat> I'm only proficient in axes and hammers. Oh yeah, you know. I don't think anyone's proficient in anything. Yep. Oh well, he is as a dwarf probably. Yeah, as yeah. a dwarf and proficient in axes and hammers. Well, you can have a hammer then if you want. Uh, yeah, either um, war, uh, light hammer or war hammer, either one. Okay. The dwarves would have probably given you that. Good deal. So just drag the yeah, just drag both of those onto your character sheet. You should be good. <clears throat> okay, so uh, yeah, this uh, Siofra comes back over to you a few minutes later, Corso, with, with a fairly tall dwarf following behind her. Uh, she introduces them. She says, ah, uh, Corso, this is uh, Balmir. Balmir, this is Corso. Well met, Balmir. Yes, yes, well met you as well. Heard, uh, heard you encountered some of my, uh, my kin recently. Uh, yeah, it seems they'd fallen on hard luck. Um, so we, yes, I, I, I assure you that is not normally the, the way of the dwarves or our clans, but um, sometimes desperate times uh, cause us to do do things maybe we wouldn't normally do. Well, it, it, it's all right. Uh, fortune doesn't always smile upon us. My own family is a, is an, a family in exile that is currently in exile, so we're trying to fix that. Well then, I'll be uh, <clears throat> glad to join your group and happy for the opportunity to, to prove myself. All right, um, I introduce him to uh, to Quentin. Uh, this is my my friend Quentin. He's uh, a bit bookish, um, and if you can, uh, if you find something that you need to know, he can probably point you towards the information. The trouble is uh, getting him to stop talking once you've found out what you need to know. Yeah, oh. when you get introduced to him, he's probably like, <laughs> "What? Good to meet you. I'm uh, always interested in oh, oh, you're ways new. Of knowledge. I'm... Sorry, have you been here a long time? I'm, I, I'm gonna go yes. over here now. Good to meet you too. Uh, I look around. I'm like, there's a couple halflings that are usually palling around with us too, but um. Uh... They don't seem to be around at the moment. Uh, I'll, I'll let you meet them later. And then uh, Mortimer over here is uh, signed on with us. You're He's looking much better today than, than you did uh, last night. Yeah, I got shot yesterday. The, the giant rabbit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so don't get him confused, even though I know sometimes they hunt rabbits. That's not why he got shot. He's a lot more pleasant okay. than the giant badger from last week. That's okay. That's, I think pretty sure it's duck season anyway. <laughs> All right. At least it's and not then, kangaroo season. And then uh, I I look around the camp to see if I see any of the the ash grip dwarves. Uh, uh, yeah, you do. You do see the uh, Kuvan and his his wife and their two children uh, packing their stuff up. Not All right. right. So uh, I I tell Balmir, I said, there's there's not many dwarves in our in our group, but uh let me introduce you to the Ash Grips. He's a he's a blacksmith. 
Oh, no, no need for that. Um, sure, we'll meet along the trail. Oh. And uh, if you don't mind when we're around, uh, <clears throat> rather the folks, I'm, uh, I'm a bit tall for a dwarf, so if we just don't uh, bring up my lineage and heritage specifically, that might be for the best. Um, okay, we can do that. All right, what is, uh, do you want to describe your character there, any Matt? Balmere, I believe. Yeah, so Balmere is, he is tall for a dwarf, like I said, he's 4'11". Um, he has a, the mountain dwarves before they were uh, displaced um, at the time the shadow fell. Um, so he is, he's tall, like I said, for a dwarf. He's actually a little bit um, less stocky than most dwarves, which also helps him pass himself off as human. Um, he's got kind of a dark, dark brown hair, uh, tannish, you know, kind of skin, ruddy skin and uh, gray eyes. Uh, he does keep his, uh, keeps himself as well kempt as he, since he's been recovering, he's, he actually is pretty well put together, which is how he would normally be uh, when he's not out there having to rough it, searching for food. So he's actually looking pretty good, uh, probably better than he has. In a long time, uh, so his, his uh, beard is well brushed, and uh, you know it's not not too awfully long. Uh, it's not like, like no crazy patterns or tucked into his belt or anything like that. Just kind of a passable beard, and you know, long hair uh, braided down his back, and um, has a pair of spectacles that he does pull out when he is examining things closely. <coughs> um, mm. So he's like reading or. You know, looking at inscriptions or anything, or working on his illumination. Uh, he does have, uh, in addition to his uh, armor and uh, weapon, his warhammer. He does have a pack that he carries with him that has uh, different kinds of papers and inks and uh, quills and things of that nature. And he has a special stamp that he uses to to stamp his work. Cool. And so his, his his fingers are always his, are always kind of like multicolored. You know, they're kind of covered in different From colors of ink or whatever. Yeah, the tips of his fingers. Gotcha. Of course, leave it to Matt to play a character that's also a notary, right? <laughs> and his fingers are longer; like they're not stubby like a like a normally like a dwarf's. You know, you would think of them as like sausage fingers. Uh, his fingers are kind of like actually pretty thin and you know, uh, lithe, you know, lithe, whatever. I don't know that. Um, so again, kind of leaning towards that, not really looking so much um, like your typical dwarf. I mean, he's well spoken. He's not rough. Doesn't do a lot of he yars and yees, and doesn't doesn't throw glasses <laughs> on the ground. And so. Gotcha. Bit of an outsider um, around dwarves. Okay. Uh, well, I imagine that uh, as soon as Quentin finds out that you you uh, work on books, he's, he's somewhat interested. As long as he realizes you're not defacing the books, you're illuminating the books. Oh yes, I illuminate books. I also do my own original scripting, so um, I actually can uh, draw up documents, uh, legal documents as well. I've been trained in the arts of drawing up some legal documents, some simple <clears> ones, of course, nothing too complicated. I'm not a magistrate. Um, but you know those sorts of things, um, and you know hopefully uh, I'm hoping to learn some some basic mapping as we go along too. That might be might be a good skill to have, given that these new areas have opened up again. 
one would think maybe some some of the landmarks and such might have changed. So it might be good to to make note of those things. Hmm. But well met to all of you, and I hope to hope to be of service. All right. Well, you have uh, two more days of travel, as far as you you all understand, until you get to Holbeck Hill. Um, today being the first day, and uh, so you travel along throughout the day. Uh, weather is mild, actually, which is nice. Um, and as far as you can tell, it's supposed to be the same way uh, for the next for the next several days, actually. Um, at the end. Of the second day of traveling, <clears throat> uh, second day of traveling since the ambush, I should say, the uh, Liebringers tell everyone that the next day before noon you'll arrive at Holbeck Hill. Um, they want the majority of the townsfolk and such, you know, the commoners, the regular regular people, non-fighting folk. To hang back and let the lightbringers kind of sweep the town and make sure it's safe, clear out anything that's still there, and then they'll bring everyone in. So everyone will basically make will march for about a half day, make camp, and then wait while the lightbringers go go into town. Um, everybody kind of nods along with that. Um, uh, Walter comes up to you, Corso, and says, uh, "says Hey, Corso, hey Corso, how's it going?" Uh, fine, sir. How can I help? Uh, your your mother and uh, grandfather doing okay with the travel so far? Yes, Estovian's uh, taking care of them for me. Good, good. It's good to hear. Um, so uh, you heard you heard uh, Sir Roget's uh, uh, proclamation or or speech or whatever earlier. Or yeah, speech, I suppose. Yeah. How can I help? Uh, well, so uh, uh, since you are, you know, you are. Uh, the heir to the title of squire and such in, in uh, Holbeck Hill. We're hoping you could just kind of keep an eye on everyone, make sure the, the townsfolk stay in place. Um, and maybe maybe you, and I know your friends kind of helped out years ago, you know, when Holbeck was first attacked. Maybe just keep an eye on, on things and, and be our first line of defense in, in case anything bad happens. Sure, we'll, we'll stand watch for you. Okay, we'll we'll leave a couple of squires and such back as, as runners and, and and helpers as well, but it'd be good to have, you know, any extra hands who at least know how to hold a weapon that we can get. Sure. I'll, uh, I'll organize my, uh, my group and we'll, uh, we'll set a watch. Excellent. Excellent. I knew I could count on you and he pats you on the shoulder, turns around and walks off. He actually stops by and talks to your mom and, and grandfather for a few minutes first to just kind of check on them in person. And then he, he heads out, make a, uh, make an insight check. Right. Thus far, you've always rolled like really terribly on these. So hopefully, oh no, he rolled good. All right, he, uh, yeah, he's. You feel like he's a little, a little more um, familiar with your mom than you would appreciate with that sixteen. Uh-oh. Right on the verge of being a little uncomfortable when he's talking when he's talking to her. Yeah, and you're you're almost you're like, ooh, should I? Ooh, is this is this wrong? Should I say? But it'd be weird if I walked over there and then he leaves. All right. So, so just make Corso feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell Estovian to keep an eye on him when he's around mom. I don't want him uh, taking it. I know he's a good looking fellow. I don't want him taking advantage of, of a grieving widow. 
right? Or Grievy Widow take advantage of him. Well, I mean, your dad's been gone five years, but went and go back to your books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, a little bit later, uh, later on, after everybody's kind of eaten, spirits are high. Everybody's kind of excited to get back to town, especially the people who are from Holbeck originally. You know, they're talking about old times, talking about oh, you know, you think you think this shop will still be there, you think this house will still be there, these kind of things. Uh, the group of you were kind of sitting around your fire, uh, silently staring at one another or, or looking at books or drawing in books or eating carrots or whatever it is yeah. you guys do. Drawing books. <laughs> and uh, someone uh, uh, comes over and sits down right next to Corso, just like plops down right next to him. All right. Do I recognize this person? Yeah, you look over and it's your, your, your grandpa Arden. Oh. Hey, Grandpa. He's got a uh, a mug in his hand. His cheeks are a little flushed. And he says, hey, Art, how's it going? Of course, oh, and he pats you on the shoulder. Oh, uh, dipping into the cider already. Well, it's the it's one of the last uh, last ones brought with us. Thought I might as well open it up since we're going to be getting the old homestead back. Well, don't celebrate too early. We're not back yet. Well, um. Uh, he kind of he kind of like motions for all of you to lean in towards the fire a little bit towards him. He says, "Listen, uh, Grandpa, don't lean too close to the fire there." <laughs> yeah, he he burps and that a uh, little bit of a little bit of flame shoots out. Yeah. Listen, young fellas, um, uh, we're going to be going back in the morning and getting back to Holbeck. I need you guys to do something for me. Actually, I need you to do something to help Corso. And he like grabs Corso, you know, by the by the opposite shoulder and kind of help pulls him in close. I look at the others when Grandpa can't see, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know we had are. we had to leave the vast estate in a hurry. I mean, as as everyone else did, you had to leave our homes in a hurry. Well, um, a couple of a couple of heirlooms of of extreme family importance got left behind that are supposed to be passed on to Core here, and I'd really like for you fellows to go and try to recover those before everyone gets in town and and. Uh, and anyone else gets a hold of them. Um, okay. I, when I was younger, I went on a lot of a lot of tours, a lot of adventures, a, lot, a couple of wars myself. I know these Lotbringer fellows; they seem to be good good enough. But uh, when when war kicks in, some soldiers, especially the lower rank ones, have a tendency to just kind of look around and, and procure anything that might be of use. You know. Um, mm. and, I, and I'd hate for something like that to happen with, with one of our family heirlooms. So I was thinking that when we get to, t- to town tomorrow and the soldiers are all dealing with whatever's in town, I can get the group of you to go to swing by the estate and go down into the cellar and grab those, those couple of uh, heirlooms before, before they're taken by someone mm. else. Well, sure. Uh, we can do that. We've kind of got to get, we have to keep watch over the townsfolk till the light bringers get back though today. Oh, I'll, I can help out with that. He, he pats, he's got his, uh, his old adventuring axe on his, on his hip. He's, I can still swing an axe once or twice as good as anybody else around here. Nice that, axe, good, sir. Thank you, thank you. Uh, actually, yeah, you can... Uh, or so does any... he know he's not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, actually is wear, wearing pants, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, 
I tell Quentin, when's the last time you've had your eyes checked? You've been reading too many of those books. I just need to find my glasses. Um, <laughs> um, Maybe you can borrow friend Balmier's. No, no, uh, they're here somewhere. They're on top of his head. <laughs> uh, well, I get kind of excited about the thought of getting to visit home. And uh, I guess Mortimer and Balmier have never been there. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to show them the orchards and see how they fared while we've been gone. Okay. <clears throat> it is exciting. So while yeah, so looking for when we go down into the into the basement. Mm-hmm. Okay, he he actually pulls. He's got this chain around his neck that you've seen around his neck your whole life. He pulls yeah. pulls it up out from under his shirt, and there's a uh, silver key about three inches long on the end of it. He takes it off and hands it to you. There are, there's some chests down in that cellar. Okay, that this key will open. Uh, Bring anything, bring everything from those chests that you can back with you. We'll do it. I won't let you down. Right. Uh, just uh, need to be careful and uh, and get back safely. Those are the, that's the important thing. But the most important thing is to get that stuff and bring it back. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. You guys, you guys all understand? You all understand? Mm-hmm. I think so, sir. Now, if I can find a way to repay the rest of you fellows, I will. But, uh, but of course, I mean, these are your, these are, you know, these are your heirlooms. This is your inheritance we're talking about. Well, in that case, uh, we'll make sure and, and uh, I'll reward my friends if they're able to help me. Danny, um, okay. Quinn's going to go back. Um, over to the wagon and see what he can find from like some of the text that he was able to uh um salvage from um and collect uh, over the last five years over their hometown and everything mm-hmm. uh, especially over like uh corso's estate and see if there's anything that might be useful it's like any any information as far as like finding there? where things might be a layout all that stuff okay um so see make me some sort of research related check hmm History? Uh, yeah, that'd be fine. Ten. Yeah. Uh, you find you do find where a couple hundred years ago, or, or whenever the vast family uh, put in a request with the mayor's office to install an expanded cellar mm-hmm. under the estate. Um, uh, apparently, at the time that that mayor was being very strict about what you could or couldn't do on your own land, so so they had to put that in. So okay, it was, to, it was to add three rooms to the existing cellar. It doesn't say how big the existing cellar was, but it was just saying to add three rooms. Okay, uh, that lets you know the cellar has to be fairly sizable, at least. Okay, he's only take that and kind of gather what he can and uh, um, show Corso. And uh, see what uh, what he thinks about it compared to what he remembers. All right. the uh, The reason given is ostensibly to store cider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always uh, the reason. All right. Yeah. 
Corso, uh, so you're, you've only ever been, you've been down there before, but part of the, part of those rooms were, uh, were grandpa's rooms. You're always told, uh, you remember, you remember like two or three main rooms where wine and cider were stored. That's really what you remember. Sometimes you have to go down there and get a bottle of wine. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I didn't play down there very much. Um, grandpa always wanted me to stay out of there, but it, but uh, I'm interested to see uh, what the place looks like after all these years. Old pee-pee. That's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> what? That's what I'm going to call your grandpa, old pee-pee. <laughs> Why is uh, that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, been smoking something. I'm not. I really am not. <laughs> um, this, Garrett, this, rabbit, this rabbit man is quite strange. Um... <laughs> he's twitter painted it's a problem he can't think straight anymore you know i'm I'm not really certain perhaps pp is a is a title of honor for their elders among his people <laughs> i'm not sure squatching uh, I'm, I'm assuming that he's intending to show my grandfather the honor he's due yep uh, of course your grandfather's still there he says uh, you never can tell with these fey folk. Oh, that explains it. Anyway, I'll give you guys. I'll give you guys the sign tomorrow when I, when I think it's good. When you're good to go and uh, check out the the estate. All right. Well, make sure you don't drink so much of that uh, that cider that you're you, you miss the the uh, the sign for us. I want this is extremely important. Okay. Remember to get all of the heirlooms. Um, okay. We know what we, heirlooms to look for, so we know we get all of them. Well, if they're in the chests. Yeah, he just said everything in the chests. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so, oh, he comes. So he comes back like an hour and a half later and says, "Oh, I forgot. Uh, here, of course. So uh, this is my goodie sack." You guys can put all the stuff from the chest uh. in this goodie sack, and it's a uh, it's like an old grubby. Let's I mean, it's a leather like uh, satchel kind of thing, mm-hmm. but but it's like uh, looks like he hasn't taken good care of it over the years. Like there's a little bit a little bit of moldy stuff that's been like scraped off, and yay! Um, when you when you when you when he opens the lid up just to show you for a second, you can smell something bad coming out of there but it's like your first impression is that someone threw up in it and never cleaned it out that's the impression you you get from the smell uh, i'm not carrying that uh here, here quentin this looks just like something you would like to carry <laughs> looking at it just like oh what's it do it's for it's for storing stuff. Uh, here, storing your here. goodies. Hand me some of those old books. laundry. Hand me some of your books, Quentin. Hand me those books. He starts trying to pull them out of your hands. He's just like, no. <laughs> give me fine. Just, <sighs> he shoves he shoves them in the bag, and the bag doesn't change shape. And, and like he, he he holds it and says, "Here, see, look, hold it." I'll be right back. <laughs> he just ran he away. He's now going to see if he can how much it can hold. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, as far as books are concerned. All right. 
Yeah, he, sa- he says, no, 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 we can't put all your books in it. Then it won't have time to hold all the heirlooms. It won't have enough space. Oh, I'm sorry. Heirlooms. I'm sorry. All I heard was carry books. Um, I'll be right back. Oh, my gosh. All right. Don't let don't let him use this. <laughs> oh, or so. Uh, okay. I'll I think that ship's very sealed. Tell him I have to hold on to it. All right. Um, yeah, it basically works as a bag of holding is what it does. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So really, I shouldn't let Quentin have it. Well, don't let him just fill it up with books before you before you go, because then you won't be able to fit all of the heirlooms in there. Maybe you could put a couple hundred pounds worth of books in it, but like, don't fill it up. All you hear, like from the distance, him by his wagon is only my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Well, I'm oh, going to let you add to your character sheet there, Brandon. Okay. Stinky bag of holding. He's going to have to figure out how to get rid of the stinkiness part, but... Whoa, it's got a face. Great. It's got a face. <laughs> it's not disconcerting at all. The face is kind of faded and looks and looks actually sad. <laughs> not, not like the one on the handout. <laughs> The one on the handout looks vaguely happy. This one looks sad, and all the colors are faded to a, a grayish brown. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so, uh, anything else before the next morning? Uh, Wins want to see if there's anything in the bag before he starts putting stuff in it. He's just going to explore and see if there's anything left over or forgotten. Okay, you do find um, an old cigar that's like so old that it, it just falls apart in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you find, hold on. Or any like secret compartments in the bag or something. I, I don't even know if that's even possible in a bag of holding, but that's what a young right. pre-adventurer would probably think about. You find 10 empty bottles of some types, different types of liquor. In there. <laughs> hmm. Bottles. <laughs> These might be useful. And, uh, let's see. You find um, 12 uh, notes and a body language apparently between Corso's grandfather and his grandmother. Mm. <laughs> These might be uh, secret uh, messages about Corso's yeah. inheritance. Se- several, of which, several of which include dirty limericks. Hello. Hello. Which you have never read before and appear to be original compositions. I probably shouldn't show uh, Corso this, but I should log it anyways. I'm <laughs> so not gonna. Log. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna eliminate those. <laughs> Blackmail the grandfather. Be, no. not gonna, be a great not gift. Get him illuminated and framed for his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. Yeah, the uh, several of them have a lot of uh, extremely strained uh, metaphor about apples. I'll just leave it that. Leave it there. Great. <laughs> like this apple bottom, James. <laughs> That's not where my mind went, but yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. I'll ferment your apples for you. You know what I'm so, saying? Oh, come on. <laughs> 
the next morning, uh, Don's uh, fairly cloudy, actually. Um, everyone gets up and, and starts to march early. Uh, the lot bringers are pleased that everyone is ready to go on time, which is not been not been unusual, but it's been kind of hard to get everybody, you know, going on time every day. But today, everyone's excited because it's the last day of marching. And last sure enough, day. About, about three hours later, you guys rise a small, go over a small rise, and you can see the hill of Holbeck Hill in the distance. You can see buildings are still there, um, but you also see that, uncharacteristically to the rest of the countryside. There are still what appears to be some uh, extracurricular shadows clinging clinging to the area, uh, which mm. have been mo- mostly cleared out since the uh, war, of, war of shadows has been gone. Sir Reginald, or Sir uh, Sir Roget, I, I mean, uh, comes forward and to speak to everyone on his horse. and says, "Fear not." people of Holbeck, uh, we expected this, which is why we brought uh, extra force of the Lightbringers with us. We'll ride into town and clear out any shadowy riffraff that remains. Uh, have no concern, and prepare to reclaim your homes. And uh, there's a ragged set of cheers from the, from the onlookers as uh going up. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Gwalter comes over to your uh, your wagon, Corso, and and says, uh, Oh, Lady Vess, uh, wish me luck today to your mom. And she smiles at him and says, Well, I'm sure you'll not need it, Walter. Cor uh, <laughs> uh, just says, You know, the last... Uh, the last person that she uh, wished luck to succumb to the shadows... <laughs> she says, Corso, mind your manners. And uh You mind yours, <laughs> mother. <laughs> Gwalter kinda la- laughs like it was a a good joke. He says, Ah Corso's a good lad. He's gonna be a great warrior. And uh and uh says, You'll look after the folk for us, right, right, Corso? Uh sure. <laughs> uh sure. <laughs> <laughs> He, he nods as if that were, were uh, the correct response and, and turns and rides off. Um, yeah, and so they start they start going towards town. What are you guys going to do? Uh, you look over at your uh, your grandfather, Corso, and he's going, <laughs> he's like giving, giving me the okay sign and very surreptitiously saying, go, go, you can go now. It's perfect. People around him are like, "What's going on, do you, sir?" Do he's you having an episode. Him? Leave him alone. <laughs> All right. And he's wearing he's wearing armor, by the way, which you've not seen him wear. Uh, you probably didn't didn't know he had it. So it's right. okay, Grandpa. Go ahead and take your spirit bark. You know it's that time of day. Yeah, one of one of us could have probably. We we uh, I tell Grandfather, I'm going to need you to keep an eye on things if we're going to complete this mission for you. Uh, so keep your axe ready. I guess and he pulls it out. Yep, starts starts giving it a couple of practice swings and waves around. You're gonna scare somebody there. Be <laughs> careful, there, grandfather. Everybody knows what a great fighter you were. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> so I guess I try and see. It. Did did the Lightbringers leave those two squires 
they did. So and they're basically posted on the road in between uh, town and the rest of the camp. They're, okay. they're looking. They're looking directly towards town right now. All right. Uh, I guess I'm going to approach them and let them know uh, that we're counting on them to to keep watch. Uh, that uh, I've, I've heard rumors of some danger, and going to go scouting to make sure that the town folks are okay. So keep an eye on things. All right. Make me a persuasion check with advantage because these guys know you. All right. Looking for a ten. I rolled a twenty. Twenty. They're, they're like, of course, today's going to be a great day, uh, and they go back. They just like go back, directly back to looking down the road to the south. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I feel like things are covered here. We've got uh, two squires and an and an old man watching the townsfolk, so we should be good. <laughs> All right. So the vast estate, I believe, is on the north side of town. So you guys are actually close to the estate already. Uh, you just have to leave the road and, and travel directly east to get to your your family estate from here through the right. orchards. Um, I'll tell Estovian what we're doing. That we're going to go check on the vast estate real quick, and uh, that he should send Nodgar on one of the pack mules if uh, if they need us. Says, of course, sir. Uh, very prudent to check on the family home. Absolutely. I'm sure your father would approve of such an action. Or uh, chokes back a tear. I'm sure he would. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you guys are all going to head out that way? Yeah. Core jumps on his trusty steed Bartlett and says, away, friends! All right. All right. Uh, so the group of you travel uh, quickly. You recognize that you're in apple orchards that haven't been really tended to for five years. Um, there are most of the trees. I mean, they're all still there. Uh, they could definitely use use some pruning and some taking care of. There's a bunch of brush and stuff growing up around a lot of them. You actually see the um, uh, the buds of of some uh, newly forming apples, you know, starting starting to form here in the late spring. I tell Quentin, uh, we've got to get the short folk back over here. Maybe maybe James and uh, and Lando are good at, at tending orchards. Quentin's like, oh, well, I got a list of everyone here, but uh, we're not really sure where one is right now. So, well, we can at least put the other two small people to work. Is everyone else just jogging behind you on your horse, John? Is that what? Is that what you? No, I mean, I, I'm walking the horse at uh, okay. at a walking pace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they. Ha- I mean, I don't know if they have steeds or not. They do not. No, they are all foot. <laughs> They're just all. We do walking not around. have steeds. They're all walking around you. Uh, well, I mean, you can't be a knight without your horse, so I'm not leaving him behind. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't suggest that. Maybe keep it to a trot. I'm running laps sure. around that thing. <laughs> I'm sure Mortimer is. He's... Yeah. So, uh, you guys are walking for about uh, five minutes, and everyone make me a wisdom save. 
Wisdom save. A wisdom saving throw. Yeah, make one for Bartlett as well. Oh, no. This yeah. does not sound good. Oh, and we have no proficiency in saves yet. <laughs> That's right. No! It is DC hey, 10. It is only a 10. Hey, I got a 3. <clears throat> All right, court. Core got a 10, so I'm okay. Let's see if my horse is all right. He got a 19. He's ro- he's raring to go. Okay. Yeah, 21. Um, all of you, save Mortimer, uh, managed to keep your wits about you as you hear a, uh, a distant southerly roar. Um, southerly roar? Yeah, roar to the south there. Two of you. It's a roar. Uh, hey, y'all. <laughs> roar. No, it's a, it's a roar so coming from the south. Um, two of you, the two humans, in the well, the human and the half-elf, rather, in the group, recognize that sound as the roar of a dragon, because you've heard it once before. Oh, God. Left, when you left here five years ago. Um, 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 of course, so... Um... Mortimer uh, just like hunkers down under a tree and, and just like with his hands over his head and holding his ears. Uh, I'm not doing that. Bye. Gooden's just like tapping course on the shoulder. Uh, how far are we from the house? Um, the drag, 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 scales, breath, flying, um, <laughs> dragon. Are we dragon. in sprinting distance of getting to the estate so that we can take cover? You can you can see the house, yeah. Uh, you can see the edge of the orchard from here, and you can see the house. It is still standing, uh, although it does look like it's been beaten up pretty bad. Uh, so the, the the house is directly east of you, maybe a hundred and fifty yards. The uh, the roar came from the south. You can, you don't see the dragon, but you heard the roar definitively from here. Um, and then you, you also distantly after that, you hear the screams and shouts and uh, sounds of men in armor, probably the light bringers. Oh, so does it sound like the roaring is coming from town? It does. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not like we're being attacked. No, but yeah, like they're being attacked as they, as they enter town, probably. That's what you're. Okay. Well, I think we brought some knights with us. Well, it's it's the Lightbringers, so I trust them to to take care of it. So okay. I tell them we need to make this quick. Um, yes, quick, like before Dragon is here, quick. All right. And then uh, I trot Bartlett over next to Mortimer, and I'm like, "Come on, we don't have time for you to cower." All right, it takes you it takes you a minute to uh, help snap Mortimer out of it, but. Uh, actually, well, maybe like thirty seconds of time wasted time before he realizes he's not about to be eaten by a dragon. If someone's really perceptive, they may see like Quentin trying to get one of his legs into the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Just shoving him there. Uh, scientific, uh, you know, exploration. That's all. What's funny is as we're playing, Brandon is actually getting a bunch of books out of. Uh, off of a shelf somewhere, and I assume I'm putting so, them all in my bag of holding right now. Yeah, I assume you're shoving them into a like a pillowcase, pretending it's a bag of holding. That's what <laughs> my assumption is. <laughs> all right, so you guys are all going to make a, a straight shot for the house. 
Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. We all make it there. What do you want to do with the horse? You want to tie him up out back or? Um, yeah. Is, is the, the, the barn or is there an outbuilding where I could tie him up where he's inside and safe? There, there is, um, so, I mean, some of the boards and stuff are missing, but the majority of the building is still there. All right. Yeah. The yeah. I'll go time up inside there. That way, if anybody walks by, they won't see the horse and know we're in here and he'll okay. be safe. All right. Um, you all walk into the house and it's, it is a sad sight to see, uh, especially for Corso, but for Quentin as well, having been in there many times. It's in it's in disarray. You can tell it's been just like uh, gone through by every creature and anything that's come through over the last five years. It's uh, mm. nothing of any value is left. Uh, lots of things are broken. Most doors are gone. Uh, furniture is destroyed. Animals have been living, you know, inside of the house on on off and on basis. It's it is an abandoned building. Man. When you go in there. Don't worry, sorry, friends. We'll have this put back in order soon. Well, in the meantime, I think we need to find that chest with the quickness. Yeah, we need to move quick. All right. Well, you quickly, get back before Sir Rojit does. You quickly find the door to the basement slash cellar and uh, make your way down. All right. Uh, your memory. Uh, Corso is that when you come down the stairs there was a door that was always closed and locked to your left and then going directly north uh, was the door to the two rooms that had the wine and the um, the cider in them you're not sure where the chests were though because you never saw those okay uh, so I never saw them in, in the area where the wine and the cider was that's right Okay, well, then I'm going to assume that they're probably in this locked area. So I guess I'll uh, take out the key uh, or check to see if the door's locked. All right. Yep, so you guys go down there. I'm going to change you over to that map. All right. All right, you come down. Um, This part of the house looks like it hasn't been uh, attacked or anything so much as uh, leaks and such over time have kind of caused some issues as you first come down here. It's very damp and musty. You can see areas where kind of mud has pooled, mud and dirt have pooled up in the corners and on parts of the stone. Most of the stonework is still in place. Well, I can't see anything, so I'm going to fish around in my backpack and get out my hooded lantern. Oh, yeah, I think, uh, which of you can even see anything here? Uh, I, can. I can. Okay, I the can. half-elf and the dwarf. All right, so you're going to put on your hooded lantern? Yeah. What does so that, that give you? It's 30 feet bright, 30 feet dim. All right. We'll we'll turn that on. That'll make it a little easier for everybody to see, probably. And I'm not going to make it directional, because that's kind of a pain. All right. Okay, so you turn your lantern on. Uh, The hooded lantern isn't directional anyway. It's the bullseye that's uh, directional. Oh, Oh, good. All right, so to the north there, you can see, you can kind of see where the wine racks are. Uh, looks like those might be either uh, mostly empty or destroyed. The door to your left that you remember always being locked is just gone. There's no door there at all. And uh, through there, you can see what appears to be a table. 
maybe into that room. Okay. Um, um, well, I uh, I have the lantern in one hand. I'm I guess I'm going to go ahead and hold my uh, my pick in the other. I'll go ahead and draw my pick just in case. I'll have my uh, bow drawn. Yeah, I'm assuming I have my stingy one. wand. So are we just like moving? A Hogwarts student. So are we just moving? Uh, Following you. Do you yeah. want to roll initiative order? No, you can. You can just kind of move uh, at uh, <laughs> five or ten feet at a time, kind of thing. Let's All right. Well, move. yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I don't want to go in initiative order. Just, just I want to try to keep it moving kind of quick if we can. But sure. Well, I guess I'll move over in here. What do I see in this room? All right. Yeah. As you move into there, you see a um, couple of tables. Uh, the one, of, one to the north is kind of still in place. It looks like there's uh, a crooked one, crooked one off to the side here. They look like they have. Um, uh, like ink or painting supplies or something. There's a lot of uh, a lot of old rolled up kind of falling apart parchment, that kind of thing in there. Um, yeah, I, I look over at uh, Balmir and Quentin and say, "Hey, you guys want to check that out?" By the time you <laughs> look over and ask Quentin, he's already over there, probably. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so you guys can go over there if you want to. Mortimer, are you just staying at the stairs on purpose, or are you uh, moving around with him? Oh, sorry. That's okay. All right. Um, Quentin, you get over there. Uh, let's see. You need to roll perception or anything? Uh, yeah, make me a perception check. for uh, the two. All, I guess all three of you that are over there at that table. I do investigation and stuff by chance? No, this is perception. Oh, well, not bad, actually. Yeah, with a minus one, 14 is pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. All right. You you both see uh, Mortimer. I guess it's okay if you don't roll. They they already rolled. You're looking at your phone anyway. All right. Sorry. (laughs) You look over there and you see... uh, Something kind of shoved over in the back in the back corner, that arch, all the way to the north. And as you're looking at, at it, uh, it kind of moves and rumbles, and a skeleton stands up. Oh no! And it's got those uh, shadows and stuff are around it, just like the ones of old that you saw. They don't seem as maybe it's because you were younger then, but they don't seem as crazy and like wrapped all around it as those first ones you guys fought five years ago, but there's definitely shadows in it. Everyone can roll initiative. Oh, this doesn't seem good. Good luck beating the skeleton, though. He crushed his initiative roll. There's one fast skeleton. Mm -hmm. All right. It, uh, it's, uh, Missing the lower jaw, so it doesn't uh, clack its teeth or anything. It just sort of mindlessly walks around the edge of this uh, this table, just to take a swipe at Mortimer. Naturally, for some, for some reason, it has a wickedly curved and notched, rusty short sword in its hand, and takes a swing. 
20 to hit. Dang. Yeah. All right, it uh, sticks into your flesh for two points of damage. A a feeling you're getting used to now. This is the second time you've been uh, almost mortally wounded in the last three days. Say, oh, that's nothing compared to that time I got shot. (laughs) Right. Corso, you see your your rabbit friend close to becoming Stu again. Okay. Um... Let's see. Uh, I guess, can I set my hooded lantern down where I'm at? Yeah, I'll allow that. All right, so I'm going to set it down and pull my shield out. And then uh, I'm just going to charge it and say, get out of my house. Can you guys see the light coming from that? From what? Uh, I don't no. think so, no. I could already see in that room, so it's yeah. does definitely not change anything for me. But now you, now you probably can. Alright. Well, I'm going to swing my hammer at this uh, at this skeleton. Alright. Golden 8. Um, an eight is not gonna not gonna help. Can you still see core? I can, but uh, from the torch now, not from my token. Perfect. All right. All right. An eight. Uh, it kind of your attack clacks clanks off of the. Does this thing have any scraps of armor attached to the skeleton's body and miss it, or don't mm-hmm. seem to damage it at least? All right. Uh, else for, for yeah, that's really all I can do unless I spend an inspiration and try to attack again or, or oh, re-roll that's, that. Yeah, that's up to you. You got two of them. You want to re-roll it? Yeah, I'll go ahead and re-roll it. All right. All right. Swing it again. A 13 for four this time. Well, well, we'll keep the damage. Keep the damage. Yeah, the 13 hits, though. You uh, crack this thing for eight eight points of damage. It looks like it's barely holding together. Huzzah! Get it, friends! All right, Quentin, you see Kor just crush through this thing's ribs and part of its spine with his hammer as he charges forward. Okay. Um, he's going to try a stinging wand. <laughs> it works, as it always does. And puts uh, just like this little little moat, like a, a sparkler goes forward, just like pops and puts a little crack on the skull. <laughs> D4s hate me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Balmir, you see I this core guy here, seems to mean business. If I move to here, can I attack? That's not attacking around a corner, is it? No. You'll be fine. <clears throat> I'll take a. Swing two-handed swing with my warhammer. All right. Oh, you Whoa. also have nice. All right, twelve is going to just miss. Oh. Your uh, your mighty blow clanks off of like a little scrap of chainmail that was hanging off of the thing. Doesn't Versus. hurt it. 
All right, Mortimer. Mortimer is going to do his nifty little rabbit hop. For bonus action, I can jump five feet away, a provoking opportunity attack. Okay. So I'm going to just do that. Then I'm going to shoot him. So... All right, your uh, your arrow shoots straight through the creature, but it hit it goes through the area where those ribs used to be and doesn't hit anything. Just uh, clanks against the stone on the far side of the skeleton. Oh well. Need you to make a Constitution save. Oh. Sixteen. E. As you as you back away from the creature, all the shadows uh, leave you. None of them stick to you, so you feel okay. 21 at the top of a new round. The skeleton, now uh, having been bashed by cord, attempts to skewer you with a short sword. No. Oh, it, uh, the short sword gets uh, stuck in, in it, between its two own arm bones and it gets lost trying to figure out how to deal with it and, and uh, really <laughs> distracted. As it rolls All right. One. It's your turn again, Corso. All right, yeah, I'll swing at it with my hammer again while he's trying to extricate his sword. A 16 for 9. Oh, yeah, you just swing around and just crush his skull. He just collapses straight to the ground with a clatter. And it's dead. Good hammer swinging. Or pick swinging, as it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, It depends on which side you were using, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I was using the hammer side of it. So, uh, anyway, uh, th- thanks, Balmir. I can respect the human who decides to use a war pick. Fine weapon. It is. It's great for a cavalry man. Yeah. Uh, I asked uh, Quentin if he wouldn't mind carrying the hooded lantern since uh, there's uh, creatures about down here. Sure, why not? I mean, I don't need it to see, but uh, might as well show it for y'all. All right. I kind of only need one hand to swipe this thing. Yeah, I've got it. only seems to, like, sting them. Maybe you should right. rename it the Sparkle Wand. Yeah. <laughs> Sparkler. Well, it's called a stinging wand. It gives them a little sting. All right. Um, so... As on closer inspection, all of the stuff in this room seems to be it was it was used for writing or drawing or something, but it's all um kind of the moisture and dampness over the years has pretty much ruined everything in here. All right. Nothing worth saving in here, sir. All right, I guess we'll uh check down here to the south then. All right. <clears throat> As you As you head into this this room, you see uh, that it is partially collapsed, <clears throat> and a couple other things catch your attention. I don't know if, how far you can see in here with Quentin back there, but I see. Uh, uh, looks like a corpse right there. Trail of you blood. Do, you do see a skeleton and a and a trail of old blood heading off to the right. Um, you also see a um, a chest on the left hand side of the room over here on the western side. Along Ooh. with um, partially collapsed wall and a bunch of mud, uh, you guys can see that that chest, right? Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, so what do you want to, what do you want to investigate? I tell them, I'm like, uh, watch that skeleton. Make sure he doesn't hop up or that corpse. And I'll check this chest over here. Hey, Quentin, maybe you could scooch over. Okay, then I'll, I'll scooch up here. I'm probably not there so much. Maybe here. All right, you get to the chest, and you can see that the uh, the lock upon it has been broken off. Uh-oh. Uh, do you want to try to open it up? Get... Yeah, yeah, I'll try to open it up, see if there's anything left inside. Yeah, you open it up, and it is empty. <clears throat> Uh, you can make me an investigation check though while you're you're standing there looking at all that stuff. All right. A seventeen. A seventeen. You can see in this mud and debris where at least a couple more chests used to be here. Oh no. We've been robbed. Any like Uh, drag marks or anything on the ground? Uh a, a little maybe, a little bit. Um it's hard to tell. It must have happened a while ago. Can we tell if it's heading here or here? No, you can't. You can't. It looks like uh, they they. You can see that they went about five or ten feet this way, and then it sort of looks like they went in both directions. You can't really tell uh, if that makes any sense. All right, we're gonna have to keep searching, friends. Now, uh, those of you standing next to the skeleton can make perception or investigation checks about the skeleton as well, if you'd like. Yeah. All right. Investigation. And no. And no, you said. I got an 18 perception. Okay. Quentin thought it was a great idea, and then he looked at it and goes, I have no idea what I'm looking at. (laughs) So, uh, and does anybody have medicine at all? Probably not, right? Uh, no. No, I don't. I do, actually. Oh, you I'm not do? trained in it, no. I do. I'm trained in medicine. Okay. Uh, so, uh, between there, between there looking at it with the perception, Quentin, you notice that these bones, they look too small to be human, They just and they seem oddly shaped. Mortimer, with, you, Mortimer, with your medicine knowledge... Uh, you think these are some sort of a fake? The bones are some sort of fake creature, is what you would think. But the uh-huh. bones aren't the same color as a normal mortal, demi-human, but they're the same general shape. Interesting. Uh, but this thing's uh, skull—you can't tell exactly what it was because its skull has pretty much been crushed, which is probably something to do with the blood—the old blood stains that go. To the east from here. You would well, imagine. Uh, back so up north you, or to the east? Mortimer, tell that to us? Uh, yeah. Uh, Kor doesn't know what to make of that. Why would there be fey creatures in, in his family's basement estate? There's no telling what the shadows brought here. It's true. Well, not uh, all fake creatures are, are of good alignment. Or what? Hid from the shadows here. Well, uh, it looks like something was dragged or, or went this way. Uh, perhaps they took one of these chests we're supposed to find. So I tell the others, let, let's explore over here. 
All right, we'll follow you. Bring the light, Quentin. I'm coming. So as you head east, you see uh, that immediately it stops being stops being an area that's uh, with paved with stone and and short up walls. This is almost like a natural cavern that's just uh, kind of fallen um, through from the old place, or maybe they were digging it out and never finished it. It's hard to tell. Uh, I've uh, never uh, heard anybody mention this before. But uh, make me a perception check as you as you move into this area. Right. I rolled an eight. An eight. All right. An eight, a seven, a seven. Yeah, not, not doing so great. And uh, Mortimer, as you move into here, you can roll one as well. If you would like. He's frozen. Oh, I might have lost him. Momentarily. He's still on uh, the Discord thing. Yeah, yeah he's just frozen on Discord. We lost Bogus on uh, video too. I don't know. Uh oh. Just... Give him a second. I'm here. still here. Okay. Okay. Well, um, so yeah, you can go ahead and keep moving forward another ten feet or so as you'd like. All right. As you start, you start coming around this bend. You're kind of forced to go north because there's a drop off to the south. You actually see a chest sitting sitting way down here in, in the southern corner. Oh, good. Yeah, I yell out at the others. Hey, I, I found another chest. All right. As you uh, as you round that corner, a high pitched nasal voice uh, comes out of the darkness. There, of course, someone says, "Who goes there?" I'm Corso Voss. This is our uh, our home. This is my domain. Why do you intrude? Came to re uh, recover some some things that belonged to my family. I believe oh, you just want to steal my treasures. And you see a small creature uh, uh, come out of the slightly out of the darkness and uh, kind of like stand in front. Of the uh, of the uh, chest there, the chest you can see as you're coming around the corner. You can move forward a little closer if you want to. Okay. Um, is um, it's open and it's just like there's just stuff packed into it. I believe that belongs to me and my family. Oh. Balmir just disappeared into the. Yeah, he teleported. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure how that happened. I- Sorry about that. It's not what I meant to do. Uh, uh, The creature says, "You are just your minions of spittle here to take to take what was mine. We split it fair and square. This is my part." Minions of spittle. Yes. I don't know any spittle. Thinking brother, you came from the north. You had to come from the north. That's spittle's domain. Uh, We came from above. And this is our family estate, and you are intruding. This is our family. We've lived here for years. We can't get out. 
Uh, I can show you the way out, but whatever you've uh, taken from down here in the cellars belongs to us. We found this treasure. This is mine. He puts his arms around it. His uh, gray-skinned arms look kind of desiccated. All right. Yeah, you can actually uh, uh, you can actually leave now if you wanted to. It's uh, the shadows are gone. Do you speak the truth? We do, but you'll have to leave uh, whatever you've taken. Doesn't look like you can carry it. Yeah, your treasure or your freedom is what it sounds like. You wouldn't be able to carry that by yourself. You're made into spittle. I'm a dwarf. Why would I work for whatever it is that you are? Do Do we know what he is? Um, Mortimer might. I guess. Um, yeah, what can I see? Uh, let's see here. What kind of roll would that be? Um, you might be able to make even a nature roll on it, Mortimer. Uh, for anybody else, I would say Arcana or, or History, maybe, if you have those. Okay, I've got History. I do have History. Ooh, a big old eight. Dang, with the 21. Ooh. A seven for me. Quentin just got through reading a book about these guys. All right. Actually, yeah. he's probably digging through the exact book at that moment. Quentin, ah, I knew this uh, would come in handy eventually. <laughs> always study. Always read. Wait, where are we again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Uh, you have heard of these things before, Quentin. These things are cursed members of the of the Summer Fay called Darklings. Um, they uh, uh, are uh, somewhat powerful Fay beings. They they basically they offended the, one of the Summer Queens at some point, and uh, and got turn got dubbed Dubkatha, which means Dark Crow. Uh, and they're they're basically just called darklings. They're they're outcasts of the Fey world. They uh, you, you know they have something to do with light. You're not sure what. Um, okay. Light, light. They do something with light, but you're not sure what. Quinn's <clears throat> gonna try to share that uh, as discreetly as he is able <laughs> with the rest of the group. But this this fellow stands about three three and a half feet tall, you would say. What? All right. Well, Kor's not scared of him at all, and is uh, you know uh, offended that he would try to claim his family's belongings. If you wish to trade with me, I might trade. Uh can I just sure. shoot her? Perhaps we could do that. Um, what do? What would you value? What there do you are need? some. There are some bronze candlesticks that have fa- have elven markings on them that Spittle has that I would like to have. And if we give I, you those uh, candlesticks, you'll uh, leave this premises and leave your uh, your treasure. 
Don't don't those um, probably belong to you? I would trade. I have. There are some things that I can't use. There's some metal clothing that's much too large for me. I would trade that. I, there's, there are. But I would want all seven. Um, seven of the candlestick holders. Do I know anything about any sort of candlestick holders? Uh, you remember that your family, you guys had some like bronze candlestick holders with like the, uh, the the Voss, either a name or initial in Elvin. It was an Elvin. You weren't sure. Uh, but, uh, your grandfather would break them out to impress people every once in a while. So maybe those were down here. Okay. Uh, Doesn't sound he, like uh, you can trade those. So, uh, the uh the creature he holds up uh he well, digs in his in this thing and as he's digging through it you notice it's almost all sounds like paper rattling around in there and it's all like rolled up parchment like you know like three feet long rolls of parchment uh and he, he pulls out a, a suit of completely un tarnished well it's shirt chainmail shirt okay I would I would give you this. It's too large for me. Um let me discuss with my friends here and uh and see and what we... All right. You recognize that immediately uh Corso as that was your like great 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 grandfather Kuled's chainmail shirt. Okay. Well, in that case I want it. Um <laughs> Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll step up here to confer with Quentin. Do do I think uh, that uh, we should deal with this creature, or do, uh, are these creatures powerful? Does he know? I mean, do I know that, Danny? I told you they're <laughs> uh, powerful. You, you know that, I mean, you know, a regular person wouldn't want to fool with one, and you know they can do something with light, which is supposed to be dangerous, but you're not sure what exactly. Okay. So dealing um, might be the best might be the best idea. I mean, especially if those candlestick holders aren't that big of a deal for you. I mean, I can look really quick in the ledger and see if I can put anything together on what those candlesticks are or what they're worth. But I mean, your ancestral armor probably is going to be a lot more important, no matter what. Yeah, when when you said my grandfather would get the candlesticks out, did he usually keep them down here, and did he, he seem to value them, or was it primarily just to impress people? It was just to impress people, yeah. Okay. In that case, I think we should probably uh, try and fi- find these candlesticks to get that armor. All right, are you going to tell him that? Uh. I uh yeah I, I look at him and I uh, I tell him that the terms are acceptable. We will uh, try to find these candlesticks for you. Uh but we we hold you to your word. Is your word worth anything? Of course it is. I am, I am Fay. All right. Maybe I may be outcast, but I am still Fay. <laughs> Uh, Danny, does Quentin know about Faye as far as like keeping promises and? Uh, yeah, yeah. You guys all know in general that supposedly they keep they're supposed to keep their word if they if they okay. give up on something. Although you're not sure how that affects an outcast Faye, but in general, yeah, they're supposed to keep their word. Okay. 
I read reiterate that. All right, so I guess we're looking for candlesticks. Danny, right. can I uh, ascertain like where these might be according to the records that are left from the uh, household? He said Spittle has them up there. Yeah. yeah, he said he said Spittle has them in his domain to the north. That's what he said. To the north. Uh, Probably in that room we didn't go in. Okay, let's go look at that. All right, you guys can move that way. I'll move. I'll move John a little bit because I think he's away from his desk here. Sorry, uh, Core stepped over into the corner of the cave and peed to uh, mark that as Voss territory. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so in that case, I guess uh, we're going to go find these candlesticks. Yeah, we've all, all headed right. back up north. All right. Come on, Quentin. You're our light. You've got our light. Where'd you guys go? Uh, they're, they're heading your way well, slowly. It's just, uh, I think. I'm waiting on Quentin. Anyway. He's yeah, coving. I'll start. I'll start. Okay. He's moving himself. There he goes. Roll 20 has uh, not been very uh, forgiving lately for me. I'm not sure why. Might be time to uh, reformat the old laptop. All right, you make your way, guys. You guys make your way back around, basically to the room you started in. Yeah. And uh, Balmir, as you head head north there, sure enough, there are are some uh, old wine racks. Um, they're pretty much all empty. Uh, you see a couple of broken bottles and such over here. And it looks like you have two choices. There's a room off to the left where you can see some barrels. There's a room off to the right where... Excuse me. Um, as you look over there, you guys can all make me perception checks as you're looking around. I rolled a 20. I got a 10. 12. A 20? Who got a 20? Let's We're all see. hovering in the same area. Lando Be- got a 20. Lando? He He's not even there. <clears throat> hey! You didn't even that- take me with you? <laughs> no, I didn't. You, you did rude. <laughs> rude. 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 <laughs> all right. With a, um, a 12 ball mirror, you see what looks like might be a Another one of those chests off here to the right on the in that room that goes off to the east. All right. I guess does he tell us that? Yeah, I'm going to move Mortimer because Ben is over to be seen. There we go. All right. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll go over here to the right, see if we can't find the spittle creature. All right. As you start to uh, go in there, you hear a, a, a low and raspy voice say, Who's there? Uh, my name's Corso Vaughn, and this uh, this estate belongs to my family. 
This sounds like a trip from Venom, my brother, to the south. Uh, we've met your brother. He says that uh, you have some uh, candlesticks that belong to him, or that, that he uh, covets. So? They, they were shadows. I killed Shadow, and now they're mine. That's the way it works. Uh, I believe you'll see that they've got my family's name written on them. They have an elven V for Victor. I believe that's a V for Voss. <laughs> well, if they were yours, you could claim that if you wanted to. But they are mine. And uh, I show him uh, that I'm wearing a signet ring with the family crest on it. Oh, would you like to trade that? I might trade it for a candlestick. Uh, there's more than one. As you, uh, as you come in, you see it. This creature looks similar to the other one. Uh, okay. Facial features and stuff are, are different, but the size and everything looks the same. Okay. Um, are you the rest of you guys going to follow me in here? Because I can't see anything. <laughs> I mean, Quentin has to follow you to see something. Quentin. What do you want with these? Can somebody move Quentin into the room? I don't think he's paying attention. Yeah, I got him. There he is. Does that help? Yeah. Um, we've uh, we've worked out an arrangement with your brother to <clears throat> for so that he can return our items that belong to me, and then uh, for the two of you to leave. The shadows are gone now. So you want to give these to my brother? That's the arrangement we had. Oh, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, I'll just give him these candlestick holders. Why would I do that? What do you uh, want in trade for all seven? Uh, I want the candlestick holders. I, I have a, a stupid uh, mining pick that I would trade. Mm. <sighs> I could use it to attack you with. He picks up a uh, looks like a war pick out of his out of his uh, giant stash. It's I have one of those. Guns. Mine's oh. in better shape. That one looks so very old. Why don't mm. we uh, swap? Uh, if you want to trade with me, there are. I would like uh, some of the paintings my brother has. Well, if you give ah. us the uh, the <laughs> candlesticks and that pick, then we will go uh, trade those to your brother, and we'll get those paintings for you. I want there. Are, he has three of them of drunken, naked elven women. I would like those. Oh, oh. Yeah, who doesn't like paintings of drunken elven women that are naked? Yes, if you will bring me those paintings, I will give you. The, the candlesticks, uh, and maybe this pig. Well, we we need the candlesticks to get the paintings. No, we if need the candlesticks me, to get the armor. If you tell if you tell him that for me he will not trade them. All right, all right, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we won't tell him that they're for you. Hey, man. All right. I mean, what? 
What you want for those you have, naked? You have them. No, 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 no. Hey, um, I was reading over the inventory that my nerdy friend who down here you saw earlier, who doesn't have the time to know where he is, you know that guy. Mm, he has a list yeah. of the inventory of this place, and uh, there were paintings of elven women, three of them, on his yes. list. Yes, yes. Quentin's going through the ledger. What would you, yeah, he, I, I'm away from all behind Dilm, not like trying to make it obvious, but behind the other two. I, I just left. You guys are still up there. I get tired of waiting. Uh, <laughs> what would you want for those? I want uh, them. They're for me. Oh, you like looking at the naked elven ladies? <laughs> yeah, who, who doesn't? doesn't? I think they're disgusting, but I can see a dwarf liking it. I mean, it is perverse. Yeah, well, we're weird. Have you got any alcohol? We drink all the alcohol. There's none left down here. Uh, yeah, hold on. Always has an alcohol. Does anybody, do any of you guys have alcohol on you? I'd, I can say, I would say that you probably have at least one pouch of dwarven something or another on you. I, I pull up this pouch and, um, how about dwarven mead? Let me sniff it. All right. I pour a little, here, I pour a little thimble full and just hand it to him to taste. A sign of good faith. He tastes it. Six like sticks his tongue in and out really fast. Yes, yes, I will trade. All right, I hand him the thing of mead. There you are. Right. He kind of backs away from you and like like shuffles through all these paintings while keeping an eye on you. Looks at a cup, looks at one, and like squints his face. And here's one. No, I like uh, that excellent. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hands you hands you two more. They're actually so you open one up. Yeah. They're actually very well done. Like like the the proportions are right. It's uh, disturbingly good quality. And there's a uh, make a perception check as you look at it. Okay. It's DC eight. I'm just looking for an uh-huh. eight. Oh, you got an eight. Perfect. It's uh, it is signed at the bottom of the sheet. It is uh, signed. The artist's name is uh, Corso's grandfather. So he's a poet and a painter. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Venom. Mm. Thank I will you. treasure these. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, working the on, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. You may have to kill him. I would crush his skull. That's the best way. Possible. All right, you All guys right, are here. up here. What are y'all talking about during this during this time? <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you missed a lot there, Jesse. I've been listening now for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, what? I come in. <laughs> here. Here. All right. So the three of you are still trying to discuss terms, I guess, with the uh, the paintings and the everything else. All right. All right. What have you got there, dwarf? Your paintings. Here you go. Bring them. Did you crush his skull? Crushing uh, the skull is the best way. So I've heard. I hand him to yeah, him. Uh, okay, so he, his, his, his face is all hooded and everything, but you can still see his eyes get big when he looks at the first one. Yes, this is them. He like shoves them, all three of them in his, in his cloak. And uh, he just tosses the war, the war pick down. There's that old thing. And he, uh-huh. he, just, and he throws uh, candlesticks on top of it, six of them. 
thought it was supposed to be seven. Was it supposed to be seven? I think so. I don't know how many there's supposed to be. I have I have these. I have six of them. Oh, uh, okay. Any idea where the seventh one might be? Um, perhaps Venom has it. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Here. Uh, you could check. You could check yeah. in the room where all of the barrels were. That's where Shadow lived before he accidentally had his skull crushed. Ah, oh, good deal. All right. I throw, I get, I give, <laughs> I give, of course, uh, the war pick and the can and the candlesticks. Oh, actually, I'll hold on to the candlesticks. It's my meat. All right. All this stuff. All right. All right. Come on, guys. Good doing business with you. I wouldn't come in here for at least thirty minutes if I were you. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Um. <laughs> Quentin says, oh boy, walks out with us, <laughs> covers his eyes. Uh, Cor says, now uh, now that we've traded, though, uh, you're going to have to move on because this is our property. Uh, just give him uh, his time. He'll be gone by the time we get back. Look, let's not worry about this <laughs> stuff right now. Get, get over here. <laughs> if it is safe to leave now, I will. Spittle will leave. Okay, All right. I can come back and clear these guys in force later. Shadow uh, will probably stay. So we, uh, I guess, we we'll come over here and look for uh, everybody. Yeah, everybody, roll initiative. Oh, oh gosh, where did uh, where did Corso go? Um, oh, right on top of Balmir. That's what's going on. There, there we go. Everybody, roll initiative as uh, Balmir goes into there. Who's Balmir? Me. Matt. Yeah, I, I understand that. Balmir's Matt. Who's Balmir? You'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, as you step into the room, Balmir, two rodents of unusual size jump off the wall, edge of the walls. Oh, uh, no. Squeak. Right, at, right really, in your face. I really thought these guys were only legends. <laughs> Hey Danny, you need Danny, to Danny, I can't it. see the map. Sorry. Yeah, it's because uh, you're not here. But I am here. But you're not. But I mean, I understand Lando's not, but I'm here. Yeah. Let me give you. Uh, here, I'll just throw Lando here, and you can so you can see. Does that work for you? Yeah, that'll work. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So a uh, a giant rat attacks Balmir. Excellent. What? Lando jumps out of the pouch. Wait, oh, I thought, not really... uh, Ben rolled a twenty-two. Wouldn't he go first? No, um, I rolled a fourteen first, but I wasn't selecting my. Uh, yeah. okay. Sorry. Hey, thanks for being honest, Ben. Uh, all right. So uh, yeah, it it jumps down. Uh, from its little hiding place and attempts to um, chew all the skin off of Balmir's feet. Oh. That's what else. Yeah, Good thing nice. I wear a boot. Uh, a seven to hit. Oh, yeah, I guess I actually need to know what my armor class is. Uh, nope, that's a miss. Okay. Yeah, your AC should be... Yeah, I guess it's 11, right? Yeah, because you got leather armor on. Leather armor. All right, Balmir, it's your turn. There's a rat chewing on your boot. Oh, okay, I'm going to try to hit it. 
with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Ugh. They're only 19. That's <laughs> <laughs> an eight to hit. It misses. It uh, uh, hops out of the way. Mortimer. Are, things are fast. There are, Mortimer, there are more rodents here than just yourself. Mortimer, there's some of your cousins in here. Come talk to them. I'm just going to walk up there and shoot the first one I see. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Whoa. For nine. For nine. You, uh, you put an arrow uh, straight through its little tiny rat brain. It dies. It <laughs> nice. It seems insulting you provides proper motivation. <laughs> Quentin, the uh, bow-wielding rabbit has just killed a rat. Um, <laughs> not sure what's wow. going on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we could write a lim- limerick about this one, or perhaps, of course, his grandfather could, and then he could make a painting about it. <laughs> uh, from Prob- probably an X-rated painting, right? Okay, I'm going to do my only. Uh... The only thing that I am skilled in doing right now, stinging wand. Hey, I did three damage that time. Oh, it stings it quite fiercely. It leaves a little burnt patch on its side. It goes squee. And uh, slips back again. And then it slips back. All right. Hey, Uh, isn't Balmir one of the dwarves that attacked us? Uh, He is not, although he is akin to them. Uh, Okay. They are my relatives. All right, the uh, slightly burnt rat also attempts to eat Balmir. Trying to eat me. Seven to hit. Stop biting my boots. All right. Corso, uh, Balmir appears to be very attractive to rats. All right. I step up here next to him and uh, try to bring my uh, pick down on the the rat. Is it your... uh... Your grandpapa's or your regular one? Uh, oh, grandpapa's. Uh, sure, grandpapa's. I'll use that one. All right. Well, the you smash this rat to paste. Whatever. But is it his pick of the week? So I'm curious about. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna have to mute Brandon here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> PJ's not here. I don't think it's gonna have to mute anybody today. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But you guys can hear Brandon. Yes, yes, of course. All right. Well, we're supposed to be pretending that we couldn't. Can you guys hear Ben? No. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kidding. I can't do. Yeah. All right. I don't, uh, you guys I don't think Ben can hear defeated. us. You he can't. He can't hear Brandon. That happens a lot, actually. That's weird. All right. You guys killed the uh, killed the rats of doom. All right. Good can, about I, it. can I stick with my 15 perception check that I rolled when I walked in? Sure. You totally skipped my initiative, by the way. Hmm. You're not there. You're in a boat somewhere. I'm clearly on the right phone there. Phone I can see me on the map. Here, let me fix that for you. Damn let it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and DM singing do everything. So rude. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yes, Balmir, you're searching around in all the barrels and such. And with a 15, you do find a candlestick shoved about uh, three quarters of the way into the mud. Over all there. right. Pull that out, shove it in my bag with the other six, and go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going 
I'm going to look around and see if uh, I see any signs of this shadow creature that he was talking about. Uh, let me an intelligence check. All right. It's the eight. It's eight. Yeah. Or wisdom, either one. You choose. Just him. All right. Uh, yep, I rolled a pen. You think shadow is the, the skeleton down there, the dead one. Oh, okay. Because they keep talking about him accidentally having accidentally crushing his own skull and things like that. Uh, yeah, gotcha. crushing the skull is the best way to kill. Blah, blah, blah. Heck, got your candlesticks. Oh my gosh, Balmir. Is, is Balmir on like a time schedule, on a schedule here? He's got, <laughs> he's got things to do, people to see. <laughs> Try to wait around for these guys. They mess around oh. a lot. Yes, you finished with your paintings very quickly. I, I've heard that about dwarves. Yeah, turns out your brother only had six of the candlesticks. The dummy left one of them in the mud in the other room where Shadow had been Oh, oh Shadow still had it. Interesting. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I will polish oh. my candlesticks. I love them. All right, we'll take that armor. And, oh, yes, and any other paintings. <laughs> Here's the giant metal shirt. Yeah. Um, you want some more paintings? All of the other no. ones are not disgusting. I'd like to keep them. I'm good. I don't really care for anything else. Just uh, You can just give my friend here his shirt. Here is your, your giant metal shirt. Who would want to wear that? He has, it's ridiculous. Hands you, you the chainmail shirt, Corso. All right. Yeah, I take it. Um, now, uh, and then I, I tell, uh, is this, this one's Venom, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I tell Venom, now uh, Now that we've uh, conducted business, I'm going to need you to uh, vacate the premises. I'm going to be moving back in upstairs. If the shadows are gone, I will go back to my home. Uh, they are gone, and uh, they are retreating and, and gone. Excellent. Well, if, if my word helped in any way, I would say to let people know that you know Venom. But... I'm an outcast, so it won't help right. at all. Tell them, tell them you dealt with me harshly. Maybe that will help. Harshly? Yeah, he's just trying to help us out. Thanks, Venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I guess I need to make my way back up and convince Spittle that he needs to leave as well. Uh, he said he was going to. Oh, okay. Once he uh, yeah, finished with his paintings? Yeah. He just needed... 30 to 45 minutes to check the pedigree on the paintings, make sure they were legit, you know. Right. Yeah. All right. Head back to the room with the stairs and wait for everybody else. Yeah, I think uh, if if they're going to leave, well, I mean, I'm assuming they'll leave before we come back, but we've got what we found or what we needed, and we need to head back to the check on the townspeople. Uh, right. You owe the, uh, me a flagon of mead, FYI. Venom does give you one painting. It's of a uh, of a man of a man standing on top of a barrel, uh, flexing, and it oh. looks like it looks like an exaggerated uh, self portrait that your grandfather made of himself. He looks really really buff and muscular, right. about about right. eight to twelve inches taller. Right. I really do not want to know what this guy's man cave really looked like. <laughs> a lot of paintings. Yeah. Apparently, very skilled yeah. paintings. Yeah. 
Yeah, you would say yeah, borderline. I wonder, I wonder where he got the elves to model for him. It's a, hmm. it's a question you can ask. I'm All right. To. Uh, there's no right. telling where the grandfather's always had uh, been full of strange tales. <laughs> All right. All um, right. As you guys uh, walk up the stairs uh, back into the main building, you you notice that everything is very eerily quiet outside as you step out of the the basement slash cellar. That's no good. All right. Well, we need, we need to move quickly then. So uh, I guess I'll head straight to the barn to collect Bartlett. Yeah, he's, he's just standing there chewing on some mostly dead grass. All right. There any, any smoke rising from anywhere? Any from the town no. or, uh, uh, you do notice there seem to be uh, the shadows uh, around the town seem to be dissipating, but uh, you don't hear any sounds of fighting any longer. Good. The Lightbringers took care of that dragon for us. That was convenient. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna. I've got a couple of handouts. Or the dragon for these. took care of the Lightbringers for us. Right. Got a couple of handouts for these things uh, to show you what they are, and just to let okay. everybody see what they are since they helped recover them. Sure. The chain, the chain shirt is uh, it's like a silvery chain, and it has um, uh, symbols etched into it that look like the uh, faces of, of dragons, and uh, and then other symbols that you don't recognize. But uh, this is what it is: it's a chain shirt of fire resistance. Sweet. Um, yeah, so it's a this chain shirt. A fire dragon later. Well, right. I guess I'm going to use this opportunity to create. Uh, some good berries and give them to our injured rabbit friend. To Mortimer. That's a good idea. You can do right, that with I, a I hand him six good berries. Uh, I only need two. Well, Thank then you've got four extra. The other ones. Yeah. For the next You're time the you one who seems to get stabbed the most. Honestly, I'm just going to eat them all. <laughs> okay. That's fine. All right. And then the pick. Once you get a chance to look at that, um, this is this is it. Cool as this. Sweet. That's wow. pretty off. Fire so and ice. Yeah, when you make a when you score a critical hit with it, Dang. when you roll a twenty on the attack roll, it does five damage to every other target of your choice within five feet of the creature that you hit. Cold damage. Nice. Uh, Quentin, I just noticed that your stinging wand looks like a little sword. Well, when are we going to explore my family's wealthy estate and get magical items? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious about this now. All right. Um, so that's it. You guys are going back to the wagons, and you see that uh, as you're approaching the wagons, the the light bringers are too, although they look a little more bedraggled than the four of you. Um, a little kerfuffled. Yeah, we're going to. So uh, we're going to do another time jump of six months to a year during the next session. Okay. But but when we play the next session, uh, everybody can be level one. Woo-hoo. Huh? Are they going to work with the character builder, character monster? Yeah, so uh, you should be able to run the character mancer, um, and just keep make sure you check the same backgrounds and all that stuff that you have okay. now. 
I think it will already have everything selected for you and have your ability scores there, but go ahead and like write those down. Just we'll in take case. A screen. Yeah, just in case it does anything funky. So what all have we gotten so far? Just the one ASI, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and we got some gold um, during the last time, Joe. Oh, yeah. I don't have any money, by the way, Danny. I guess. Well, we, I don't have any either. We didn't get the feet. Or, we didn't get a feet, Danny. No. So what, what we're going to do is we're going to level up this time, and then you'll gain the feet. You'll get the, gain the feet and a proficiency in either a skill or a tool of your choice on the next time, on the next uh, advance. All right. That way I've got you at level one, so you guys can start doing some of your class abilities. And then you'll gain a feat, and then after that you'll get another ASI, and then level two. Okay. Got it. I think uh, this way you guys can just start doing some of your class stuff that you've been uh, holding off on. Yeah, Brandon can do something besides stinging wand. Right, yeah. The two cantrips I learned couldn't be combat related, so it's like they're utility and handy, but well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also, also, just still remember, if you do arcane magic in front of people, they will try to stone you and hang you, etc. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Yeah, try to be careful about that. Yeah. Toss a coin to your witcher. All right, well, uh, we'll say bye to, uh, bye to Craig. Let everybody go. See you, Craig. Bye, Craig.